Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I think we're in our 17th year now, which is really exciting. Just have interviewed some amazing people around the world, and today is no exception. Today we're talking to a man who has traveled the world, and his book is called Fresh Eyes Upon the World. It's about his spectacular journey and how we can create our own spectacular journeys. My guest is Neil Grace. He has always followed different paths to discover unexplored frontiers, from living in the woods for months, to traveling with a backpack around the world, to forging a career in the business world that made him a millionaire. A passionate observer, Neil began chronicling his experiences. He inspired others to live freely and creatively and has performed at various venues, including Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. He has also spoken for the Yoga Center in San Francisco, for the Wellness Society, and for many other churches and community centers, and he's authored 2,500 poems, two opera librettos, and Fresh Eyes Upon the World is Neil's 15th book. His recent Supreme Master Television interview will be seen in over 35 countries and translated into 12 different languages. Welcome, Neil. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, communicating with you and sharing with you. Yeah, that's quite a journey. I mean, amazing. I mean, you know, so many people haven't even done one of the things that you did, let alone four or five of the things that you've done. They're pretty amazing. So let's talk about this. Some people develop their lives philosophy by studying the great philosophers, but you did it by living through your own passion. Can you elaborate? Yes, I was very almost predisposed to be adventurous and seek uh, unique and diverse experiences. I really wanted to go out in the world and determine where I fit into the world, what my niche was, what my journey and my destiny were, and I wanted to explore adventurous, unique, and diverse uh, experiences. And I think those things can be incredibly educational, very empowering. They were catalysts for change. They were awakening opportunities for me. Now, everybody does not need to do that. People can learn sitting alone in nature or in their their meditative state in their own homes. But I wanted to go out and learn. I wanted to go out and actually have raw experiences with the world. I wanted to remove all my preconceptions about life. I wanted to understand the world. I wanted to learn about people in relationship to myself. Everything we do is a learning experience of yeah. ourselves. Well, you know, I mean, I listen to you as a third party, and everything you've done sounds so brave to me. And I think a lot of people would be fearful. What uh, Was there a fear factor involved at all, or did you just say, nope, I'm just going to do this? Well, I think there's a little bit of insecurity in all of us, and there's a little bit of fear. But I was young when I did most of these things. And I was determined, I was resolute to be undaunted. So mm. I just said I wanted to do this. I wanted to thrust myself out into the world, into the amazing kaleidoscopic world and see what was there. Um, I had a lot of um, faith in myself, and I guess I trusted the unknown. 
because everything is really beyond our control in one sense. So you have to trust. You have to have implicit trust, not so much in yourself, which, of course, is good to have, but in the universe itself. Trust yeah. that things will unfold smoothly and harmoniously. Yeah. What would you say was one of your peak moments, you know, one of the most memorable positive experiences you had? Well, Patricia, I had so many, it's hard to hone in on just one, but meeting Indira Gandhi was extraordinary. Uh, This was in 1978 in New Delhi, India, and it was unexpected. It was very early in the morning and uh, ran into her and spent about 20 minutes with her. And she was the most graceful, loving, compassionate person. She exuded such warmth and such genuine love from her heart. And she was Mm. very, very bright, very knowledgeable. Uh, She understood and and knew all about uh, American poets and just an incredible person. She asked me, what is it that I could recommend uh, to help the world? I mean, she was so open. She wanted to learn from each person, and she respected and valued me uh, tremendously. And that was a very peak, inspirational time in my life Wow! that I'll never forget because she was such a beautiful person. Sadly and tragically, um, she was assassinated by one of her... uh, uh, bodyguards about three or four years later. Wow. Mm. But it was profound. It was very poignant Mm. to be in her presence. Mm. She was such a special person, as we all are. We don't have to have that kind of fame and and influence in the world, but every one of us is extremely special. And that's one of the things I try to instill in people. Yeah, and that's interesting because on the other side of that sort of the other side of the interesting characters you met were when you were in the big in the mountains of the Big Sur, California. You met a leader of a notorious motorcycle gang, and you became friends. Talk about that, because that, you know, talk about fear factor and how you overcame that and how you became friends. Well, I was very fascinated with all kinds of people and very curious about people. I wanted to understand who they were, and this person I didn't know he was the. Uh, ex-president of a motorcycle gang when I met him. He was actually a very, very small uh, man. And we started talking, and he started opening up his, his life to me. And I asked a lot of questions and listened to him deeply and found out about who he was, and we became friends. I actually dropped, again, my preconceptions and just was an open portal um, to receive whatever he wanted to share. I really wanted to know his truth. And I think that's another very important principle in my philosophies is try to discover the truth, not what we bring to the truth and how we can manipulate it or change it and alter it, but what is the truth independently of our own subjective perspective. Right. Because even though we're all very subjective, if we can kind of remove that filter and see things as they are, we're going to be just absolutely aligned with the spirit of life itself, with, yeah. with what's happening. We're going to be really present in the moment. And I learned mm-hmm. from him. I learned all I was going to ask you that next. Past. I was going to say, what did you learn from him? Well, I learned that, um, you know, his struggles and his grief as a young person propelled him into a rather unique path that most of us don't take. And he wanted to resolve some of those issues 
of being neglected and rejected and having these hardships as a young person. So I learned how a person copes with certain um, traumas and struggles Mm -hmm. in his or her life. And it was beautiful because he was a soft, sweet person underneath this rather strong, formidable veneer of a masculine Mm -hmm. motorcycle gang leader. Mm. Um, but he he chose that path as a way to kind of protect himself from being vulnerable in the world and from getting possibly hurt. So each one of us develops a position, so to speak, of how we engage with the world so that we can feel safe, even though it might be delusional and might be inauthentic in some ways, we're all learning how to operate and function in the world based on our own previous condition, especially things that aren't resolved. That's why it's important to resolve the past and to go forward with a relatively clean slate. Yes, yes, that's a very important one. What were some of the hardships you endured or maybe some surprises or you know things that were uncomfortable or scary in all of this and how did you get through those and transform them well actually Patricia there were quite a few of them (laughs) and each one of them looking back at it retrospectively I could see how I gained from it what I learned the insights that I um glean from these experiences, but some of them were pretty difficult. I was actually extremely sick um, in a Russian hospital uh, that I got sick in India, and they were going to operate on me, and they wouldn't let me go, and it was very chaotic and very disturbing and very scary, (laughs) unfortunately. And I also had other situations where I was... I felt very alienated. I felt very alone in the world. And sometimes I was in the wilderness by myself and didn't have much food. And it was extremely difficult to survive. And I had to tap into my own inner resources to make sure that I didn't succumb to, you know, the, the physical elements. Um, yeah, that was going to be my question. Yeah. And uh, in looking back, Neil... Are you glad you had those very difficult times? I mean, you could have died, you could have, anything could have happened. Are you glad now, or do you say, gee, I could have, I could have skipped that? Well, that's a great question, because a part of me says, you know, I, did I really have to go through yeah, those yeah. terrible times? Like you said, they were life-threatening. Did I really have to? Um, probably, if I could wave a wand, no. But at the same time, looking at the opposite uh, end of the, the philosophical meaning of the, those experiences, I gained tremendous inner awakening. I gained an understanding of myself, an objective understanding of myself. I saw my strengths and my weaknesses. And looking back at it, um, they, I was the beneficiary of those experiences. No matter how um, traumatic and difficult they were, I gained something I gained an understanding about my life. And I also gained compassion about life itself. And at one point in the Russian hospital, I said to myself, if I survive this, I'll never forget this. I was practically in tears. If I survive this, I'm going to love life immeasurably. I'm going to be so enthralled and enchanted with life every day of my life. I'm going to make it meaningful. I'm going to be so appreciative of life. So that was a a life 
affirming and life-altering event. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. We're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we're going to talk to Neil Grace. His book is Fresh Eyes Upon the World, Making a Life a Spectacular Journey, all about his journeys through life and international travels and harrowing experiences and beautiful experiences and mystical experiences. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the 200 state parks in 49 states and countries that Neil visited and, uh, you know, things about his travels and really understanding more about how we can become self-aware and use our travels to really uh, have such a great learning experience. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be back with Neil Grace right after the break. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in for In the Black. Host Bob Dickerson and his guests take a look at black America and its socioeconomic place. In the Black will discuss the positive issues affecting black Americans, including education improvements, business growth, closing the racial wealth gap, activism, and more. In order for America to reach its full potential, black America must do the same. Tune into In the Black, live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Beauty is always a reflection of how we are taking care of ourselves from the inside, and our business is no different. Building your business brand is a direct reflection of you. In today's competitive landscape, personal and proven leadership skills can ensure that our brands and businesses succeed. Join host Bonnie Bonadeo and visionary guest experts to help you find success. Tune into beautiful brands inside and out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Neil Grace, world traveler and author of the book, Fresh Eyes Upon the World, Making Life a Spectacular Journey. Neil has traveled all over the world, and he really shares his journey with so many of us. And he's achieved an awful lot in his life in many ways and has traveled. He's published 14 books. He's written two opera librettos. He's written 2,500 poems. And this book, Fresh Eyes Upon the World, is his 
15th book. So again, and he's also, in April of 2019, Supreme Master Television conducted an interview with Neil that was seen globally, and he'll be seen by millions in over 35 countries. So welcome back, Neil Grace. Well, thank you very much, Patricia. Yeah. It's great to be on your show. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. What is your website for people to uh, learn more? It's very easy. It's my name, Neil, but it's spelled N-E-A-L, Grace, my last name, G-R-A-C-E, dot com. That's very easy. You can get uh, Fresh Eyes Upon the World on Amazon Books uh, okay. at a discounted rate or, uh, or go to the bookstore. Okay. Now, you went to 200 state parks and 49 states. What countries did you visit and what, I mean, it's hard to say what's your favorite because you went to so many. But talk about, you know, all of that, just sort of that whole experience of seeing so much of the world. Well, I was, like I said earlier, I was insatiably curious, as I still am, about everything. I have such a, a multitude of, of subjects that I'm interested in. And I love nature. Nature is a place where I go where I find this a pervasive peacefulness and this magic. It's mystical. It's really, it's really the, the elements that have congealed and coalesced uh, of, the, of the universe. And, I mean, nature is, we're a part of nature. And when I go into nature, whether it's a desert or forest, mountains, the ocean, islands, the tropicals, the, the, the Arctic, wherever I go in nature, I just find exquisite, uh, almost unimaginable beauty and, mm. uh, and the operational part of nature that provides an environment for living species is remarkable to me. And I love traveling and I love going to all the states in the United States and there's so many wonderful uh, parks in the United States. Uh, you know, American parks or state parks or county parks or city parks. Mm. I mean, there's parks everywhere. And they're amazing. They're they're so amazing because they're so what was your, each one. What was so your varied. favorite park? Well, I really love uh, Yellowstone, as so many others do, and I love the Grand Canyon, and I love Yosemite, and mm. um, I love the Olympic National Park in in Washington State. And I love Crater Lake, and I also love the the Everglades in Florida. is a very unique mm. park. And, mm. um, in Big Ben in Texas. I mean, they're all amazing. It's hard to say what's my favorite. But going to each state, Patricia, was like going to a little subset, a little um, subculture of, a, of the nation yeah. because every state is different with a different personality, a different flavor, a different a set of um, principles almost, a, a different mannerism, the way people speak, the way people uh, interact with each other. And, of course, the nature of each state is very different. And every state is so so magnificent, and that's the way it was with countries in the world. I mean, someone always says, "Yeah, what, so con- what countries? What, what countries did you visit, or some of them, and what were your favorites?" Well, I went to quite a few countries, probably over forty countries, or maybe even fifty in my life. Mm. Um, I love Europe. I love culture, and I love museums and um, great cathedrals and history, and I loved Greece and Italy and Spain. I mean, I love every European country. I really love the European countries. Uh, Switzerland for its uh, stark and amazing beauty. 
and Great Britain. I really love the people of Ireland. But the countries that astonished me the most were the ones in Asia, uh, India and Nepal, mm. uh, Thailand, Indonesia. Indonesia was an incredible country. And when I went there um, back in the 70s, it wasn't so uh, overrun by a lot of Western tourists, even though there were quite a few in like Bali and certain places. And I found that each country had such a special, almost spicy flavor of its culture, the food, the costumes, the, the clothing, the architecture, uh, the languages, every aspect of, the, of each country was just so special and so unusual coming from the United States because it was so different. And I loved it. It was like going into um, kind of a fantasy world uh, that's not really a fantasy world. It's part of this world. Yeah. And each yet, one was yeah. just, uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's interesting how you liked different, as I said, you love the culture and the elegance of Europe. And then you loved sort mm-hmm. of the nature and uh, just, you know, the rituals and traditions of, of, the, of Asia and of Nepal and Indonesia. So you liked both. You like both both sides of the spectrum. Yes, and I think the, the more we can expose ourselves to the diversity of the world, the more refined we will become in our own thinking, our own philosophy. And the more we can open our hearts to these things, the more compassionate we are, the more yeah. humanitarian we will become. And I think that's what is needed more than ever in the world, humanitarian oh, values, question. goodness, virtues, being kind, being considerate, being thoughtful, being altruistic. These things are required, are fundamental, are imperative for the advancement and progress of humanity. A civilization is really in a difficult place now, as it probably has been since its inception, maybe 10,000 years ago. But we individually need to advance our consciousness, to awaken to a more beautiful place in ourselves so that we can behold the beauty in the world and also treat others and all living species with kindness and compassion. This yeah. is really so essential. And so well, not well only said. our survival, but so that we can yeah. thrive. Yeah. And the only yeah. way we're going to thrive is to be artists, to be dreamers and lovers of the, of the earth, lovers of each other, lovers yeah. of, the, of all yeah. species. Love these things, lovers of life. That's who we really are. That's our true destiny. That's our intrinsic path that we need to follow. And if we don't follow that, we become very, very isolated, removed, inclusive. We become brittle and hard and crusted. And then things become very dangerous because we have poison, toxic attitudes. And those things need to be healed. We need to heal ourselves so that we can be liberated from fears and insecurity, and love life. Love it. It's beautifully said. You know, it's interesting when you say that because you talk in your book about watching a religious ritual in Indonesia that shocked you because the men danced around in a trance until they entered a delirious state. And then they poked each other with swords. And you were, you know, you thought, gee, they would get hurt. And yet, because they were in such a trance, it didn't seem to bother them. So it's interesting how what you, we sometimes look at danger, wasn't dangerous in this sense. Talk about that. 
Well, the human mind is very impressionable, and we can also put ourselves in alternate states of consciousness. And, I mean, I don't quite understand and certainly don't relate to some of the rituals that uh, people perform throughout the world. But what it shows me is that the power of the mind, the power of our beliefs, set the stage. They become the antecedent, so to speak, of what will unfold. What we think materializes. And the more we can tap into another thing, I think, Patricia, that is really lacking, unfortunately, in the world and needs so much to be um, set on fire is our spiritual awakening. Not so much a religious awakening, but a spiritual awakening, seeing the sacredness in everything, beholding in all things its inherent divinity. Divinity is a a gratitude, a, a, a tremendous, almost immeasurable appreciation for things and that allows us to see the sacredness in all things so I think that we whatever path we take to get to that to arrive at that place of of liberation within ourselves is going to be a tremendous self-actualization tremendous self-empowerment and that's what we need to foster whether we do it through meditation, whether we do it through walking in nature or journaling or visualizing or whether we do it, we go to um, workshops, read beautiful books. We want to keep instilling that within us. We want to breathe that in us so that we become fulfilled and entranced with life itself. Absolutely beautiful. We only have a couple minutes left, so I'd like you to close but with, with what you want to take away for our listeners. But what's interesting for me is that you went from being nearly destitute to becoming a millionaire. And you say that wealth be, can mean many things, including inner joy and peace and creativity. But you are able to understand the benefits of you know, being in that poverty state, if you will. But then you moved into being a millionaire so that you could do so much more for humanity. So wealth can be a wonderful tool. And we only have two minutes, Neil. um, But I mean, wealth can be a wonderful tool, can't it? I think so many people sometimes think that you can't be wealthy and be spiritual and loving and, and help the world. But you can be. Absolutely. I think it's all about balance, integrating all these things. You can be healthy and wise. You don't need to be unhealthy and wise. You can be wise and materially um, secure. You don't need to be a multi-multi-millionaire, but it, everything is about balancing. Everything is about mm. bringing into your own life a, a, a healthy platform upon which you can operate. Because when one thing is neglected, whether you have very few friends or you don't have a significant other or you, you, you're struggling with poverty... Those things need to be tended to, and it's uh, up to us, our responsibility, to make them work. And if you over-amp any one of those and neglect all the others, maybe 10 or 15 vital components to life, that's not good either. It's all about balancing, balancing right. money, balancing love of animals, balancing Absolutely. nature, balancing eating Thank well. You. These things yeah. will bring about health and wellness. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you on the show. And how can people find your book again? Thank you, Patricia. How can people find your book Um, again, Neil? The best way is Amazon Books, or they can go to my website, Neil, N-E-A-L, Grace, G-R-A-C-E, dot com. 
All right. Thank and you. And they can it follow me really... on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And they can write to you, too, on your website. Absolutely. Yes? They can email right. me. I'd love to hear right. from them and answer All any right. questions they may have. Thank you so much for being on the program. You were very inspirational. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, right. Richard. I really All appreciate right. it. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this first half of the program. We'll be back with another interview right after the break, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.